to the Work Life Flow podcast, where we moms take the reins of our lives, explore our options, question the status quo, and demand more from society. Here we come together to tell our stories and share tears of frustration as well as tears of joy. But most importantly, we come together to inspire you to create a work life integration that works for you. So pour yourself your favorite beverage and come hang out with us. Welcome to Work Life Flow episode 25. Today's guest, Kim Brame, is a serial entrepreneur, author, blogger, homeschool mom to four boys and wife. She recently started enterprising homeschool moms to help moms create capacity for their well-being, family and business so they can reconnect with themselves and build a legacy for their families too. Kim has a bachelor's degree in sociology and African-American studies and worked professionally in the field of social services before becoming a stay-at-home mom, turned homeschool mom to four boys ages 6, 8, 13, and 15. She's also a wife to her husband of 18 years. So join me in welcoming Kim Brame. Hi, Kim. Thanks for coming on today. Hello, Kirsten. Hello, listeners. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we have a lot of commonalities, I think. But as usual, I would like for you to start out by telling us a little bit about your story and introduce yourself a little bit. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction as well. So I'll just kind of rewind and start from the beginning. When I was in college, I worked in social services and I was, well, after I graduated, I continued to work in social services professionally. And then I became pregnant and my husband and I had the conversation, you know, that I would stay at home with the new baby because on a social services salary, it was kind of small. So it just made sense to stay at home. And also, to be honest, I wanted to stay at home to be with my child anyway. And my salary was just a good excuse to do so. (laughs) So around the time he turned one, I found out I was pregnant again. I thought I was going to probably go back to work soon thereafter once he started talking and all of those things. So I stayed at home longer. And then uh, when they they were preschool age, they went to preschool and I didn't like it so much because I was used to being the one that made the decisions, you know, for the best interest of my children. So we ended up bringing them back home. And that's when we decided to homeschool. When my husband brought it to my attention that it was a possibility because there were no examples in my immediate community at the time. This was back in 2011. So it's been nine years now. So I didn't have any examples, but he had a coworker that his children, his wife was at home homeschooling them. He was telling me all these stories. And I said, you know what? I could do this. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll homeschool them. I mean, of course, back then there was a lot of kickback, a lot of questions, a lot of concerns from friends, family, and everyone, any stranger in the store that saw us in there during the daytime. <laughs> But we pushed through and two more children came along. And so over the years as a stay-at-home mom, I started to feel a yearning or a calling to kind of get back reconnected with myself. Of course, I love staying at home with the kids. I loved homeschooling them, but there was something uh, yearning to get out of me, like my gifts. What about my gifts, my talents, my skills, my identity? I felt like I was starting to lose 
all of that. <laughs> so there had to be a compromise to be made, right? So I, you know, ventured off into entrepreneurship. And so I wrote a children's book. That was one of the first things I did. My husband and I rehabbed rental properties for rental income. I did health and wellness coaching, taught online, and now enterprise and homeschool mom. <laughs> so I created it because over the years, I had the opportunity to reconnect with other homeschool moms. And many of us were stay-at-home moms. Many of us came from professional backgrounds. And that yearning to add income into the household, to reconnect with yourself, was always there amongst like the many other homeschool moms that I talked to. And I was like, okay, I've done it, you know, over the years. It wasn't always perfect. It wasn't always easy. It was a struggle at times, just when I thought I had the flow figured out, another child would come or some life event would happen. But as I uh, began to grow in it, a lot of my perspective had changed on how it's possible to have a business and homeschool. Once I stopped looking at all the gurus that may not even have kids at home, uh, <laughs> weren't even moms, all of that, you know, I got introduced to the podcast Boss Mom and started following Dana Malstaff and got into her society. And it revolutionized, uh, you know, a lot of my perspective on the matter of balancing motherhood and business. And so I wanted to share what I had been learning with other moms to, you know, help pull them out of that place where they just feel lost. So that's why I created Enterprise and Homeschool Mom. Yeah, that's a really nice story of how it evolved and that even though you were not sure what you could teach or how could, how you could help people, you realize that there is something in you and that you followed your, you said, calling to help other moms. I can totally relate. And, and a lot of the moms lately, of course, because we've been homeschooling for two years, it's been homeschooling moms. And we had lots of discussions of how to make work and life possible, what has to change in the corporate culture to make it possible for moms to stay in the workforce. And and so it really seems that with the onset of more and more internet and through the crisis, I think we've seen it, that there's a huge boom on online courses. So there is a huge opportunity for homeschooling moms to find their corner of the internet where they can bring their skills and where, where you can help them. Absolutely. Can you share, for example, your framework or how you would guide homeschooling moms or how is your process when you work with them? Right. So it, I have four pillars that we work through, but it really honestly depends on where they are. Some moms know exactly what they want to do, while other moms don't because they've been, you know, not really focused on themselves for some time. So if that's the case, then we have to start, you know, really identifying what it is that they would like to do to add income into their household. Like, what are your gifts, your talents, your skills? How do you want to feel every day? You know, so just really getting clear on what you want out of life. Because a lot of times, moms, we tend to take a back seat about what we want <laughs> and what's possible for us. So first of all, we get clarity around what you want. And what's your 
passion, your purpose, and all of that, just kind of reconnecting with yourself. Then secondly, it's like deciding that this is actually possible for me. And with that, you know, what action steps am I going to take? You know, the big thing, the goal, and then the action steps that we're going to take. And thirdly, how do you increase your capacity to actually pursue this new goal or dream? Because that's the biggest thing. Once we get clear on what we're going to do, a lot of times moms stop there and feel like it's not possible. I don't have the space, the energy, the time in my life to do this thing. So we got to increase the capacity by really starting to focus on what do you want? What don't you want? What have you been doing in your life that's not aligned to what you want? And really going back and reexamining some things that you may have said yes to, that you may have to create that white space in your life <laughs> again, and really realizing that some things can function without you, or you could be asking for more help, more assistance. You could be really instilling in your kids self-reliance and independence wherever you can. And I know you teach that too, right? <laughs> With the, um, the moms teaching the children how to be more self-reliant because the more that we could, you know, stop feeling like the world will just fall apart if we don't do it. <laughs> then we create more capacity for our dreams. And then we don't have this feeling of resentment or feeling like we're not living our lives. Then fourth thing you want to do, what I help them do is execute in a way that fits you your family, your goals, your lifestyle. So many times, you know, we look into outward sources for how we're supposed to structure our businesses and how what an online business should look like. What should it look like? But you really have to really, and you teach about this, to integrate your whole life and really think about how can I fit this business with my family, with my homeschool, and really make it work for me. So if all the gurus are saying be everywhere, <laughs> be on, you know, every social media platform, you know, all these things you have to really take into account what's going to work for your family and do what's best for you and you can actually still build a business that is profitable that way. And you don't have to burn yourself out because that's a big thing like my the thing is with my mission is helping homeschool moms create capacity for their well-being, their family, and their business so that they can build the dream that they have without breaking and have breakthrough after breakthrough. Yes, I think it's really important. I heard you say before that you had followed other business gurus and you tried to keep up and then maybe you wondered why you didn't get the results. But then again, they, they were in very different circumstances and situations. So I think for us, it is important to keep in mind to not compare yourselves with somebody or some, you know, a situation that you, you just can't have. Because as homeschooling moms, we chose to homeschool. So it's an important part of our life. And I don't think we can spend as much time on the business as others, like you said. So for me, it was the same. I had the same realization. I had expectations that I could not meet. But then again, when I looked into myself, into my priorities and in, into what I really want out of life, it made total sense that I have to go 
slower, that I have to find other mentors or other communities. And this is where we met in Dana's um, Nurture to Convert Society. Mm-hmm. And it is just such a weight off your shoulders when you find the right people to work with. Yes, yes. And it's like, what we're doing for me is like, I want to be that community for homeschool moms so that they can see it's possible, you know, even, you know, not only just being a mom in business, but being a homeschool mom in business. That is awesome. I know there are a few communities out there, but I would love to support moms in that way. And I'm sure you as well. So just really taking your time. Like you said, you may not be a hustler, you know, like, you know, everyone out there, you know, not everyone, but you do have some gurus that make you feel bad or guilty for not being that hustler, you know, (laughs) but if you want to not burn out before you ever reach your goal or not feel overwhelmed and really less than, then you have to go at your speed that meets your need and not compare your journey to others. This is your journey that is so important to realize. And once you realize that, you can go ahead and make those choices that's best for you and your family. Yes. Yeah, I love what you said. And and so tying it all together into my work-life flow theme, you have four kids you have different enterprises in reality because you also have properties, you said. Can you share how your work-life integration has changed over the years? What were some steps that made you feel like you got closer to work-life balance? Okay, so (laughs) it's changed over the years. It was really, really, really hard. Of course, the younger my children were. But I'm learning that Like sharing my goals and dreams with my family and my children and really including them in what I need to be productive and how it's going to benefit them as well helps tremendously. Like right now, we're doing this interview. There's no 100% guarantee that someone won't come and disrupt me. (laughs) But for the most part, just starting to train them. The youngest is six. So that's first off, really starting to get your kids in a buy-in that this is our family's mission, this entrepreneurship, and it's important for us to work together to make it work. And also teaching them more self-reliance, allowing them, my children, I have all boys, and I wanted to be this traditional homeschooling family, but they really love being uh, more self-directed. So I fought that for some years. <laughs> so I, now I do have a few negotiables, you know, in, in core, like reading, writing, and arithmetic that they must do. But other than that, like they spend their time learning things that they want to learn and they teach themselves a lot. Or, they're, or we're using, you know, sometimes educational websites, things of that nature. There are so many resources available to us today and almost too many resources. (laughs) Well, I'll be like, oh, I think I have too many subscriptions to this educational website, that educational website. And I have to like really, or too much curriculum. Well, I don't buy so much curriculum anymore the way I used to. I used to be like really big and, and we have like bookshelves worth of curriculum that we don't even use right now. But yeah, so 
the the homeschooling, the way you homeschool allows you capacity to have a business. The way you train your children allows you the way you will involve your family and ask for help. Like we don't have a lot of, we don't really have outside of our household, we don't really have a support system with our children, which is okay now because because they're getting a little older. But if you do have that support system, in-laws or relatives, that ask for help, you know, ask for help. It definitely helps. In- yes, it does help, of course. How has it changed? through the pandemic how has it impacted you i mean it, for you it's also you've been at it for s- some time so you also have taught different ages and like you said each age group it has kind of comes with its own challenges and adjustments that you need to find but overall how has the pandemic impacted your work life integration i would say for me like as far as mentally that trying to find moments to just have fun has become a little bit more challenging. I did actually get out yesterday with a friend and we had a meal at a restaurant, but like finding that way to really take care of you. Like, you know how sometimes we could just be work, 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 work. And I had been going through that. And so I was like, I have to take a step back and take care of my well being. It's a little bit more challenging now because before the pandemic, I would gather with other homeschooling families. We would have field trips. We would co-op. And even the parents, the mothers of the children that we would co-op with, we would have a monthly brunch where just the women would come together and we could just talk about, we could vent, we could talk, we could laugh. We would have wine. (laughs) Everyone would bring a dish. So it has, the pandemic has definitely affected the social circles, you know, that that support that moms need. A lot of times when you're at home, it helps to, you know, have relationships with other moms in a similar situation. But thankfully, you know, online communities have been helpful with that. So what role does your partner or husband in your case and kids play in maybe the day-to-day or, you know, do you have like a system that you use for work-life integration that your family helps together? Can you share some details about it? Sure, sure. So my husband is very helpful in the kitchen. Yeah, we love home-cooked meals around here and he does help with dinner a lot and that takes a big weight off of me because that's during the time we finish homeschool and I can have that time to work on my business in the late afternoon until dinner is done and then we can come together to eat. But the children, so now I have a 15 and 13 year old, so I don't have to touch dishes anymore. (laughs) So that helps. (laughs) I don't even have to wash dishes anymore. So they help with the dishes. And then the younger two, I need to be more strict on them with chores. They're getting away. <laughs> they're they're supposed to be cleaning off the table, but it's not consistent. So I need to get on them about that. But that is a huge weight, you know, and only wash clothes for the younger two. 
everyone else washes, you know, their own clothes. So that's a big weight too. Just little things, you know, and just, I just want to say, be encouraged moms. If you have younger kids and stuff like that, it does change. And I'm not all the way there yet, but I'm grateful for, for where I was versus where I am. Like everything that they can learn how to do for themselves, it takes a load off and it enables you to focus more on yourself. But when they are young, once again, move at the speed that meets your need. Do not feel guilty or feel like I'm not moving fast enough because every little brick that you can lay on your dream, you know, it adds up. It really does add up. So just keep pushing on through. Yeah, I can see like my kids are still younger. I still want them already to help with some things like the some things that they can do, like set the table, like you say, and clean off after themselves. My kids, they actually kind of like folding their laundry. They will complain, but they do it. So I do similar things as you do in that, in that sense. The other question I have is now with the pandemic, I think there's a huge inflow of parents who want to homeschool or who just start to homeschool, but don't know quite, well, first of all, where homeschooling is going to take them, right? Because some of them, they just, with the pandemic, with the school on off, they couldn't make the, they couldn't juggle the, now we have school, now we don't, now we have to do remote schooling. Now we, maybe they saw that the quality of the schooling they were expecting was not there or that their kids were not doing really well with online schooling. So you'll have a lot of new people who don't really know quite yet how homeschooling will fit into their work-life integration. Do you have any words for the new families? Yes, I do. First of all, my heart goes out to you for what you experienced that you wasn't, you know, weren't a homeschooler already. And so you didn't get a chance to experience some of the uh, social connections that we were able to have, like co-ops and all of that. But uh, second of all, my philosophy is if you can parent, you can homeschool. If you have a desire to homeschool your children. I know maybe that's a big opinion and everyone may not agree with that. But I feel like being a parent is scary anyway. Like when you really think about it, no one is fully equipped to parent. We're parenting from our best. You know, we want the best for our children. And homeschooling is no different. Just like you get your children through some of the toughest, most vulnerable stages in their their lives. Like they learn how to walk, talk, go to the potty, all of those things under your care. They made it through, you know, sleeping in the crib and what, you know, just all those scary times. Well, homeschooling is every stage, you know, once you think you may have a stage figured out, there's a new stage. It's no different from their development But the great thing is you don't have to be under someone else's schedule, timeframes, and everything for that development to happen. So it's way less stressful being a homeschooler, being a homeschooling family than it is an e-learning family or anything like that. And I do have a little experience with being underneath the umbrella in my home with education because my my older two, I tried an online charter school before and it was a stressful nightmare. Like we were having school for, it felt like eight hours a day. 
Now, you know, homeschooling does not take eight hours a day, but with all of their busy work and just all of that stuff, it was like, what are we doing? But I already knew what free homeschool felt like. So I got out of that as soon as possible and returned to homeschooling that fits our family. It's way less stressful and it will be okay. Yeah, I love what you said about if you can parent, you can homeschool. Because somehow, I don't know if it's society, but somehow we get the message that we can parent them until kindergarten and then it's kind of the teacher's turn. <laughs> but why should we suddenly have lost our capabilities and, you know, to guide our kids towards their potential? Because that's what we even eventually want them to fulfill, not ours, right? It's theirs. And yeah, what I love about homeschooling is the self-directed learning, like you said. It's just you can follow your your interests. They can discover who they are on their own timeline and you're there to support. But I understand that for newcomers, there is a lot of fear. Suddenly everything is put on you. The expectations are on you. And, and so I understand. So yeah, I think it will take them time to get into the spirit of yeah homeschooling is really wonderful and it needs a lot of trust and I can see for example my husband is still struggling at times like he sees the really cool things we do the projects that would have never happened in a real school setting well real <laughs> in a conventional school setting I must say but on the other hand sometimes fear comes in so I totally understand that it is a scary move for some so right. stay the course, right. get, get to the <laughs> sweet part. <laughs> yes, it, it, and it comes up for all of us, even us confident homeschooling moms that's been doing, I've been doing it for nine years. And of course, the closer my oldest get to adulthood, which is right around the corner, of course, these, you know, if and then you get everyone, you're not going to send him to high school. He's going to miss out on this and that. But he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want to. He wants to continue to homeschool because he's had experience before in the school setting. So, yeah. So no matter what stage you are at, it's like, you know, reframing those concerns that's going to come up over and over again and really dive deep into where is that fear coming from? You know, is it me? Is it society? Is it really my child? And really challenge that fear. Yes, absolutely. I love everything you said. I think it is a huge journey into yourself and your fears that you have to work through. But honestly, so is parenting. Like ever since I have kids, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to uncover unconscious or subconscious behavior patterns and reaction, you know, so it is the work of the parent, I think. Yeah, lovely. Would you like to share, like, if there are some parents that listen to my podcast and they would like to start a business, because that's, I think, part of what you do, right? You help them start mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you like to share where they can find you and how to connect with you? Yes. My website is kimbrame.com. And also, um, My social media is at KimBrame101. That's for Instagram as well as Facebook, Enterprising Homeschool Mom. But the handle is at KimBrame101. 
And also I have a Facebook group that I recently started, the Enterprising Homeschool Mom Community. Yes, and I have a download, a free gift that I would love to share with you. Uh, com <laughs> forward slash affirmations to help that belief, you know? Very nice. Yes. Yeah, that's a very nice way of refreshing your mind and getting rid of negative self-talk. And so I can see that that's a good starting point. Yeah. So everybody go check that out. What was it? www.kimbrame.com forward slash affirmations, right? Yes. And as always, I link to it in the show notes so that people can find it easily. And I would like to thank you for coming on my show today and sharing all your wisdom. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Work-Life Flow. As always, you can find all links and websites mentioned in the show notes. Make sure to get your copy of the four must-have checklists for kids so you can sit back and relax while they are getting ready on their own at kerstinkirchsteiger.com. That is www.kerstinkirchsteiger.com. And remember, keep being brave and share your story.